Coming up later today, we'll have a brand new series in which deceased cultural figures join Julian Warwicker for 18 holes and a chat. That's par for the corpse, this afternoon at a certain time. But before that, something a little more unusual. Unusual Lives. Do Life Differently. Episode 1. Brian Parker. So how much is a goat, Brian? Where, where do you even get one from? Well, to be honest, it's got much easier in the last 15 years. Before, it were a rape fat. Yeah, you had to find a farmer who were willing to sell you one, and farmers right, they're a suspicious bunch, I'll tell you that for free. They take one look at you and just pass. Do you think that was because of the robe? Nah, I think you might be right. Or you'd have to rear one yourself. Which in a 1970s semi brings challenges of its own, I can tell you. Council do not like that, not one bit. Uh, but it's, it's easier now? Just buy them on internet, don't you? Which is where I got Charlie here from. And the fact that it's a goat, uh, not say a sheep or a pig, is, is that significant? Is there tradition behind that? Sure. Some people say that goat is a potent symbol of masculine virility and that he is a powerful spirit. Others point out, your ram is much dearer and you've got to take that into consideration. I mean, we're doing this three, four times a year. It adds up, you know. I've already had to cut back on my organic vegetables, haven't I? Because you're a vegetarian, aren't you, Brian? True. I only eat meat from weight, Rose. <laughs> Settle down, Charlie. He's a bit excitable at the moment. Yes, well, the um, the shotgun is, is a bit unnerving, Brian. What, old Sally two barrels? No, she ain't loaded. Don't you worry, pal. Won't want any harm to come to Charlie here. Well, not before everything's ready anyway. And and when is that again? Could you just point that away from me, please? You big poff. Week of Tuesday. Got to wait for moon. And forecast says rain for the next few days, so... Is, uh, is that significant? What, the rain? Yeah. No, just a faff, isn't it? Got to put your waterproof or robe. Well, isn't what not. And, and you are sure that isn't loaded? Of course I'm sure. Luke, I'll show they. Come here, Charlie. Oh, balls. Uh, not anymore, he hasn't. Is that going to be a problem? Well, it is going to make the soup a bit tricky. Hang on. I've got some mistletoe back here somewhere. That'll patch him right up. I don't think he's, he's such a potent symbol of masculine virility anymore, Brian. No, I think you might be right. <sighs> Do you think I can send him back? Uh, sorry? You know, for a refund, like. Uh, I think you might have damaged the goods, Brian. Aye. Uh, oh, well. Back to the drawing board. Come here, Charlie. Fancy a goat burger, pal? Brian Parker is a druid. He is 49 years old and lives in Tinsley, Sheffield. As well as fulfilling his duties as High Seer of the Light for the Tinsley Circle of Druids and Wood Dwellers, he also works at a local call centre, dealing with customer complaints for a well-known internet service provider. I followed Brian for a week last February as he went about his daily activities, both pagan and modern, and made preparations for a trip he would describe to me only as his holiday. 
Over the last decade, Druidism has seen a rise in popularity, with official figures from the 2011 census putting the national total at 5, possibly even 6 Druids, up from a total of 1.3 in the 1990s, a rise of 390%. I talked to Brian about modern Druidism in the UK. Brian, you're a member of the British Society of Druids and Warlocks, aren't you? I certainly am. Here's my membership card. Zero, 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 two. And, and how many members are there? Five. There's me, Magic Bob, Sally, and a chap called Derek, though we don't see him very often. Between you and me, is a bit weird. Hmm, yeah. Thanks for the, the batwing tea, by the way, Brian. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, but you, Sally... Derek and, and Magic Bob, that's, that's only four, isn't it? True. There's also Wilfred, though he is a Labrador. And do dogs count? They do. Especially if you fill out a census form for them. <laughs> uh, presumably they, uh, they can't hold the pens. Aye. Uh, and, and how can Wilfred be a druid, um, given that he's a dog? Two reasons. One... He's the transmigrated spirit of Wilfred Farseer, a great warlock and president of the Tinsley Circle for 40 years or more, before he met his end one day when he fell downstairs and into a dog. And two, at the time, we were trying to get our membership numbers up so we'd qualify for Booper's group discount. I, I thought you didn't believe in modern medicine. We don't. Unless it really hurts. Like? Like standing on a plug. No amount of mistletoe is going to solve that, is it? No, fair enough. I asked Brian why he practised such an unusual lifestyle and how he'd been drawn to Druidism in the first place. About ten years ago, I had a, a, what you call it, an epiphany. I was working at call centre one evening and I'd just finished explaining to some tosspot from Surrey that, no, he couldn't speak to me, supervisor, because Barry, right, he run shitter at time and I, I thought to myself, I thought, Brian, is this it? Are you really going to spend the rest of your days picking up phone till they lay your ink grave? Or are you going to embrace something real? Something bigger than yourself, you know? So I, I tore up my Labour Party membership card and found someone I could believe in. I've never looked back. Because that sort of behaviour will turn you into a pillar of salt, won't it? And, and what is it that being a Druid gives you that other lifestyles don't? Well, we all have ways of coping with modern world, don't we? Some people drink and some smoke and others eat too much. I even know one guy, right, who hands over cash every month so he can go to this special room where a woman in tight lycra shouts at him and he has to do whatever she says. What, like like sexual things? No, you pervert. Like running on moving floor, lifting heavy weights and sweating in front of complete strangers. Stuff like that, you know. I mean... I think that's weird. For my part, I stone pigeons while chanting and wearing my robe. And now that I've learnt playgrounds aren't an appropriate place to do that, it's all to good, ain't it? And how do you balance? I mean, it must be difficult to balance your work with your duties at the call centre. It can be tricky, yeah. I tried to keep them separate. I learnt that the hard way at my last job, which weren't so, shall we say, respectable. Thank you for calling South Yorkshire Singles, sexy chat for unemployed minors. Please note, 
You must be under 16 to use this service. Your call is important to us. Please wait while we sacrifice a cow to Odin, so that he may help us deal effectively with your call. This call may be recorded for training and quality purposes, and so that we may steal your soul. And, and you're going on holiday, aren't you, Brian? True, that I am. Um, and where is it that you're going? Somewhere new. <laughs> like, uh, like Lancashire? Lancashire ain't no joke, pal. I put one foot wrong side at Pennines and some wanker will shoot me with a longbow and no mistake. I, I didn't realise there was such territorial animosity amongst druids. Who said druids? No, I'm going somewhere new. You've got to expand your horizons, haven't you? And how long are you going for? Uh, when are you coming back? Who says I'm coming back? Might like it there. Maybe I'll find a new life. Away from call centre. Away from me past. Wouldn't you miss Tinsley? You listen here, pal. I bloody am Tinsley. Where I go, Tinsley goes. End of. Miss Tinsley. I ain't no queer, am I? Just because I'm wearing purple robe don't make me a fancy man, does it? I ain't fucking pope, pal. Uh, all right, Brian, calm, calm down. Miss Tinsley. Next you'll be saying I've been interfering with goats. Which I ain't. Say it. Sorry, I, I don't understand. Say, I ain't been interfering with no goats, and you didn't see what you thought you saw. Uh, no, no, you haven't. Uh, you haven't been interfering with no goat, uh, any goats. Uh, the scout's on. I asked Brian about modern druidism, and what it meant to him. People think it's all beards and robes, like a liberal democrat conference, you know. But it ain't. The sickles as well. And there's some high-profile druids too. People in public eye like. But I shouldn't really say. Oh, go on. Just one. Well, all right then. That's Steve Jobs. He's one. Steve Jobs? Aye. Some, the former Apple CEO, Steve Jobs, who's now dead. Well, is he though? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, no, you're right. I remember now. It were in paper, weren't it? Well, it was in all the papers, I think, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah, but it were in the paper. A daily sacrifice. News, views and boobs for the modern druid. Do you want to see a copy? Look, today we've got ten uses for goat testicles. That might come in quite handy, actually. A double page spread on naughty witches. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is that the boobs bit? No, they're a coven over Rotherham Way, aren't they? Lovely ladies. Excellent salamander jam. Boobs is... Yep. Look at that pair. Magic. That's what they are. Not literally, obviously. Is, is there anything else in, in today's edition, Brian? No, special. Just interview with George Osborne. Uh, I'm sorry, you're saying George Osborne is a druid? Yeah. George... Chancellor of the Exchequer Osborne is a druid. No, oh, no, no. Sorry, my mistake. He's more of a warlock, really. He practices, well, let's just say he's gone astray a bit, you know. Dabbles with darker stuff. Quantitative easing, deficit reduction, that kind of thing. It's frowned upon. I won't touch it, Miss N. Besides, it's all locus pocus voodoo nonsense, ain't it? What you need to fix economy is... Is it a goat, Brian? 
Yeah. How did you know? Just just a hunch. Anyway, take that away, reader, and have a look. I get 25% off Sickles Weekly if I sign up a friend. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought there was enough news for a weekly Sickle-based publication, Brian. Do you own a Sickle, pal? Uh, no. Well, maybe you should keep your opinion to yourself. No, I'm just messing with you. I'll tell you a funny thing about sickles, right? There used to be a great good sickle shop just outside Bradford Town. Beautiful handmade stuff, you know. Real old-fashioned craftsmanship. Price you like, but it'd slit a child's throat as soon as look at it. That's just a phrase, by the way. It's no serious test of a sickle's quality. Anymore. He went out of business five years ago. Just weren't trade, he said. And all the sickles now, you'll never guess where they come from. Uh, Brazil? No, Korea. South Korea produces sickles? Who said South? No, pal. Pyongyang Sickle Company. It accounts for 19% of their GDP. Slip them out disguised as boomerangs, they do. Cheap as you like. Pile of shite, of course. I got one last year and chipped it on first bit of mistletoe I tried to cut. Ironic, that, don't you think? Uh, what's that? Bunch of commies can't make a sickle. It's like being hit by an ambulance. Driven by Trotsky. <laughs> anyway, come and have a look at this beauty. The Wood Dweller Pro, Mark Three. That's what that is. Now, I bought this in Germany off a chap in the Brow House. Nice bloke. Speaking of which, if you ever need a dragon... Just let me know. Brian kindly agreed to me accompanying him to one of the Circle's meetings. Once a month, the group come together to worship the World Spirit and perform ancient magic rites at a sacred grove located just off Junction 35 of the M1, not far past the Little Chef. With Charlie's replacement in tow, and after clearing up a misunderstanding with some local doggers, we proceeded to the grove. Listen, pal. Now that we're here, you should call me by my druidic name. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, what is it? Brian Parker. Isn't that just your name, Brian? It is. But druids, they're a very formal bunch. Just follow my lead, you'll be fine. Okay, yeah, um, but is it absolutely necessary for me to remove my trousers? I mean, you haven't. We have our ways, and you have yours. But you're at a druid meeting now, so loose the quirks. <laughs> there, there, Margaret. Not to worry about. Yet. Hail, Magic Bob. Brian Parker, seer of the light, greets thee. Hail, Brian Parker. Magic Bob, follower of the woodland ways and sometime greyhound trainer. Salutes thee beneath our lady the moon. You are right, Brian. How's life? Oh, no complaints. That, that you ain't heard before. before. <laughs> and who's this lovely lady? This is Margaret. Say hello to Magic Bob, Margaret. Uh, she's, she's a bit shy. Yeah, well, so would you be, pal, if you're about to have your ears blown off. Besides, I don't speak goat. Wilfred used to. It were handy, you know, to have a translator. Camped them down before it told... Where's Sally? She's bringing sandwiches, right? I hope so. I've been so busy all day working up Philosopher's Stone that I haven't had time to eat now. Do you mean the Philosopher's Stone of Myth, Bob? 
it ain't no myth that lad it's one of the best selling children's books of all time there's bare dollar in that I tell thee and that JK Rowling she can spin a yarn or two at no mistake Bob's been learning to read her legs haven't you Bob? true ain't ashamed to say it oh yes Sally and she's brought Wilfred shut up Wilfred hi Sally you're right I will be once Wilfred here calms down Honestly, it's like dogs possessed. Hey, Brian, I've got them things you wanted. For your holiday. Thanks, Sally. Appreciate it. Who's this, then? And where's his trousers? I'm I'm making a programme about Brian for Radio 4. He said I shouldn't wear them. (laughs) Oh, did he now? And did he also tell you you had to go through wedding ceremony without their goat so she'd be ready? Uh, yeah. Uh, how did you know? <laughs> Just a little joke, pal. Should have seen your face. Actually, I've got photos on my phone, I'm ta. I can show you. Luke, you're a very lucky man. <laughs> well, you weren't first and you weren't bit last. No. I weren't talking to you, Petal. I was talking to your wife. You speak goat, Sally. <laughs> got you again. For a reporter, you're not all that sharp, pal. Oh, look, here's another keeper. You're right, Bob. How's Philosopher's Stone? Page 33. Wow, coming along then. Aye, two pages today. Well, can't stand around chatting all evening. Let's get started. Come on, Margaret. <laughs> Brian explained how all Druid meetings began with the invocation, a ceremonial opening to welcome in the world spirit. It's an ancient poem of great magical power. No one knows where it comes from. No one even really knows what it means. This was the first time a Druid invocation had ever been recorded. He twas brillig and the slithy toads Did gyre and gimble in the wave All mimsy with the borrow groves And the moan rats outgrave Beware, Jabberwock, me son. Jaws that bite, snickersnack through and through, and you rather how's your father? Although what followed that evening on the South Yorkshire Moors was recorded as part of this programme, legal advice has made it quite clear that it should not be broadcast. For personal reasons too, I have chosen to omit it from the programme. All I will say is this. Sarah, darling, I'm sorry. I sincerely regret my actions of that night and admit they were depraved and degrading. If you confide it in your heart to forgive me, I will do all I can to earn your love once more. Please kiss the children for me. And yes, I have bleached my sordid mouth. I can taste nothing but my own betrayal. Two days later, I met Sally once more in a local cafe. We began by discussing what had happened at the Grove. You had a powerful magical experience, Petal. You sang with World Spirit. It changes a man. You've been chosen, marked. Yeah, I have developed a bit of a rash. Uh, is that... Common? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it feels it. I asked Sally about being the only witch in a circle of druids. I ain't a witch flower. Don't let that fool you. I'm a druid just like boys. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't realise. There's been a lot of changes in druidism over the last 50 years. And we've had a bigger influence than you know. 
Women's Lib, that starter with us. They try to distance themselves now, of course, them feminists say it's disreputable. Farcical even. Well, I remember when idea of equal pay for women were as silly as salamander jam. And look where we are today. Women still earning less, but pagan condiments on every aisle of waitrose. Inherently anti-patriarchal is magic. What with world spirit being a lady and all. And some of big names started off in paganism. Why do you think Jermaine Greer is always being called a witch? She won't tell you now, but she used to be High Priestess of a Coven down Sydney Way. Anyway, it were us who were the first organisation in Britain to fully embrace equal rapes, and it's not a boys' club anymore. Oh, so it's, it's a bit like the Scouts then? Yeah, but with less human sacrifice. Right. Uh, and you work in a pharmacy, don't you, Sally? Yeah, I do. It's nice. I like it. It's mainly giving out lollipops to kiddies and antidepressants to the parents. And you don't see a contradiction between your work and your faith? Not really, no. It's all about helping folk at end of day. It don't really matter how you do it. It might be antibiotic, it might be a potion made from new fingers. As long as you're all getting by and feel atonement world, that's the main thing, isn't it? Me mum always used to say, they can have as much science as they like, but if they don't look after their soul, that's never going to be happy. Ah, oh, miss her, I do. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Still, she died doing what she loved. What was that? Worshipping Thor. Under oak trees during lightning storms. And and what was it that you gave Brian the other evening, Sally? It sounded like some sort of medicine. Oh, uh, just a little summer for his holiday. Helping with journey. Or like travel sickness pills? Yeah. If you like. As our time together drew to a close, I noticed that Brian was becoming more introspective and would repeatedly draw the conversation back to questions of his beliefs and their connection to the world. Do you ever wonder why you're here at all? As a druid right, I feel a deep connection to the world and to the land. I hear it speaking to me, you know, in the whisper of the leaves like and the bellow of the wind. I feel its pulse beneath my feet as I walk on a soil. But I do not feel part of it. We are cut out, pal. Withdrawn from the song of the world spirit. We are not one as we should be. As we were. Before time, like. Instead, we work in call centres and discuss X-Factor with Janine over Jaffa cakes at break time. Do you ever get the feeling you've been living someone else's life? Uh, Sometimes, yeah. It's been very difficult at home the past few days. Uh, Things have changed since. I need a change, pal. I need to feel it again. The oneness. That's why I'm going on holiday, isn't it? Get back to who I am. Who I'm meant to be. That was the last conversation I had with Brian. The next day I returned to my family in London, while he, so far as I knew, departed for his holiday. It was not until three days later when I received a letter from Magic Bob, which was in all honesty very difficult to understand, that I discovered the truth. I returned to Tinsley immediately. Magic Bob had agreed to meet me at Big Karen's Bacon Shack, just off Junction 34. Over a belly bus to Big Boy Breakfast, he explained that Brian had transcended. 
And, and what exactly does that mean, Bob? You know, he's gone. Yeah, but, but where? Back like, transcended. It's a great honour. Only a few druids have ever done it. Rejoined the world spirit. Are you eating that fried bread, pal? Uh, no, no, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand. It's like Albus Dumbledore told me. To the well-organised mind, death ain't nought but the next great adventure. Very wise man, that Dumbledore. A great druid. Are, are you saying Brian is... You do know that Albus Dumbledore's a fictional character, right? You shouldn't be saying things like that, pal. It ain't nice to say things like that. Knew I shouldn't have bought that bloody owl. I called Sally to try to talk to her, but there was no answer. Do you know where she is? She's gone too. What, she, she's transcended as well? No. She's gone magaluf. Gone on holiday. Said something about legal jurisdiction and aiding and abetting and left in an hurry. She sent me a lovely postcard, though. After a kilo of tiffin and two pints of tea, Magic Bob agreed to take me once more to the sacred grove so that I could, in his words, see Brian again. It's an overcast and uninspiring day in, in South Yorkshire. The wind is cruel and the light is beginning to fade. I didn't know Brian all that well and in all honesty I, I don't know what to make of what I see before me now. A grand oak, a centuries old towers above us, both intimidating and welcoming. It's, it's decorated with ivy and, and flowers. And around us, on the ground, are a stone circle older, so I'm told, than men remember, and in the centre, proud, defiant almost, a fresh pile of earth, and a new type of holiday. Unusual Lives was an unbelievable production for BBC Radio 4. The presenter was Sebastian Loxwood and the producer Joshua Barley. And next week on Unusual Lives, we meet Ed, an ambitious young man from London, struggling to balance the competing pulls of his two very different careers, as highly successful female drag artist Eva and as the less well-regarded leader of Her Majesty's Opposition. Also coming up later, after the news... We'll have The Archers, in which Emma eats some toast. That's followed by a Moneybox Live special. We join Paul Lewis, his guest panel, and an audience in Hull to ask The North, where did it all go wrong?